Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts uh, and this is season 4, episode 12 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering uh, Genesis chapters 1 and 2, Moses chapters 2 and 3 and Abraham chapters 4 and 5 uh, as we are in the week of January the 3rd to January the 9th. Um, and today we're going to cont- well basically finish our focus on uh, the principle found in the Come Follow Me manual about marriage being ordained of God. Now um, we kind of finished focusing on Genesis chapter two verse eighteen and the corresponding verses um, across Moses and Abraham talking about the relationship between man and woman um, in 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 this marriage covenantal relationship. Um, so really we're going to continue with that focus though because we then get to verse 22 and we talk and we see this account of how the rib which the lord god had taken from man uh, he made a woman and, and brought her unto the man it's interesting first of all that we have this more detailed account of how a man and woman were then created and, and brought together um first of all this idea of the rib uh, is particularly interesting um, President Spencer W. Kimball uh, taught something about his view on this. He said, uh, quote, the story of the rib, of course, is figurative, um, close quote. So I don't, so perhaps we're not to um, understand it that very physically a rib was taken out of Adam, but rather uh, it gives this idea that the two are very closely linked uh, and unified together uh, and just how close that they should be. This is something that actually uh, in the uh, in Near Eastern culture, around the time that Moses lived, there was this phrase, uh, bone of my bone, uh, which would again uh, make this idea of um, how close they were, how they were family, how they belonged to each other, um, how they were part of each other. Um, it was a way of symbolically saying that they were family, uh, that they were married, in essence, that, that, that God married them. Uh, and that they were um, joined together, as it were. And in fact, this is kind of underlined further in Moses chapter 3, verse 23, where it says, And Adam said, This I now know, this I know now is bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. So this, I, it's just this union, this how, how close they were, uh, that, um, that is trying to be underlined here. Uh, by this phrase or by this understanding of a rib being taken from man. Um, I'm going to share a quote again by uh, President, uh, President Gordon B. Hinckley, who talked about, again, the essential role of, of woman in this uh, plan and how, again, this idea that she was termed as a helpmeet and taken out of man doesn't make her any less uh, in this role. But rather, these are these are phrases and words which are meant to convey just how close man and woman should be in in the covenantal relationship of marriage and also um, just how uh, a strength and a equal partner a woman should be as the lord um, was um, in fact arguably more than an equal partner in the covenantal relationship with israel but obviously he has he is such an important role uh, in supporting and delivering israel president gordy b hinckley said quote First, let me say to you, sisters, that you do not you do not hold a second place in our in our Father's plan for the eternal happiness and well-being of His children. You are absolutely essential a part of that plan. 
Without you, the plan could not function. Without you, the entire program would be frustrated. As I have said before from this pulpit, when the process of creation occurred, Jehovah, the Creator, under, under instruction from his Father, first divided the light from the darkness and then separated the land from the waters. There followed the creation of plant life, followed by the creation of animal life, then came the creation of man, and culminating that act of divinity came the crowning act, the creation of woman. Each of you is a daughter of God, endowed with a divine birthright. You need no defense of that position. Close quote. It's a very interesting point made there by President Gordon V. Hinckley that that the creation of woman was so significant that it was the final part of this whole creative process, uh, and that this is uh, and it was very important um, for the plan. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland further underlined by saying, quote, "May I stress that human intimacy is reserved for a married couple because it is the ultimate symbol of total union, a totality, and a union ordained and defined by God." From the Garden of Eden onward, marriage was intended to mean the complete merger of a man and a woman, their hearts, hopes, lives, love, family, future, everything. Adam said of Eve that she was bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh, and that they were meant to be one flesh in their life together. This is a union of such completeness that we use the word seal to convey its eternal purpose. The Prophet Joseph Smith once said that we perhaps could render such a sacred bond as being welded one to another. Close quote. I don't know if any of you have ever had the experience of uh, welding metals together, possibly, you know, in high school where you're working with metal and things like that as you get older in, the, in, in, your, in your education. But when you weld metal, weld things together, they are fused together. They, they will no longer become undone unless there is significant heat and pressure which, which breaks the two apart. Um, from that point forward, it is seen as one um, component, uh, which is what this marriage should be. A fusing together, a welding together of, of two individual parts to make one complete whole. Um, and that is such a beautiful uh, image about the importance of marriage and the, the, the role it should have uh, in our lives and the way in which it makes us think about our relationship with our own internal companion uh, if we are in the fortunate position of being sealed at this stage. We come towards the end of this account uh, in Genesis, uh, Moses and Abraham, uh, where we have here this idea that um, uh, in verse 24 of Genesis 2, it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. I mean, this idea, again, just how one uh, this marriage companionship should be, uh, just as the Lord wants us to be one with him when we... Um, covenant to to follow him uh, as we are baptized um elder l tom perry talked about just what we should be learning and, and what we can gain from this marriage relationship he said quote the joining together of a man and a woman to be legally and lawfully wed not only is preparation for future generations to inherit the earth but it also brings the greatest joy and satisfaction that can be found in this mortal experience this is especially true when the powers of the priesthood proclaim a marriage to be for time and all eternity Children born to such marriages have a security that is found nowhere else. Lessons taught in the home by goodly parents are becoming increasingly important in today's world, where the influence of the adversary is so widespread. As we know, he is attempting to erode and destroy the very foundation of our society, the family. In clever and carefully camouflaged ways, he is attacking commitments of family life throughout the world and undermining the culture and covenants of faithful Latter-day Saints. 
Parents must resolve that teaching in the home is a most sacred and important responsibility, while other institutions such as church and school can assist parents to train up a child in the way, uh, in, in the way he or she should go. This responsibility ultimately rests on the parents. According to the great fan of happiness, it is goodly parents who are entrusted with the care and development of Heavenly Father's children. Close, close quote. So this understanding, again, is, is, very, is so key. Helping us understand that marriage is ordained of God and that it has a very important uh, role to play in, in our development uh, to help us understand our role in the plan and to help us fulfill that role as well. Um, and this idea in verse 25, and they were both naked, the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. I mean, obviously, we have this idea that, you know, that that was possibly because of their innocence in the Garden of Eden and so on. But again, perhaps, maybe we're reading this in, into this more too literally. Um, perhaps it is this, again, a symbolic meaning where perhaps if, you know, if someone is naked symbolically, it symbolizes, you know, being open with each other and, and honest in our relationship uh, in, with our spouse. Perhaps uh, I'm not saying that it isn't uh, a, a literal thing there, but but again, does it help us add to our understanding about our, our relationship in our marriages that we should be open, completely um, vulnerable and honest in those relationships and not be ashamed, uh, as it says in Genesis 2.25. Thank you very much uh, for, for studying with us uh, in this very important part of the creation. Tomorrow uh, on, the, on the Sabbath, we'll be concluding with our focus on uh, the Sabbath uh, in this whole um, creation experience and what we learn from the example uh, and the model of the God blessing and sanctifying the Sabbath day. Thank you so much uh, for your time and until, we, and until we meet again.